was a very, very emotional um, time for me for a lot of reasons. The whole time I was lip syncing, I was trying so hard to get Rue to look at me at least once. I mean, honestly, she was really just like transfixed on Britta the whole time. And so I pulled out everything, you know, I pulled out all the stops. I tried to lip sync my heart out. I've been trying to wrap my brain around why um, I was crying so much. And it, those are those are tears um, that I failed to cry before the show. Aww. And tears that I failed to cry um, while I was here. When you lip sync on the show, it feels like you're drowning and Rue only has one life jacket or the ability to save one person. Um, but in that moment too, it also kind of felt like I already know who, you know, who, who she's gonna save. You might've seen it on stage. I had a lot of moments where I was a little scared to go up against Britta mm -hmm. because everybody knows her name, everybody on Reddit, everybody's like, I want Britta this season. Britta, 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 Britta. We want her to win. And um, I'm just like this kind of like podunk kid. No one knows my name and... Well, they do now. I mean, they do now because they want to be able to diagnose what they have in their cycle. Well, that is a very dark description of what lip syncing for your life is like, which is just what we all needed in these times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I know, I know, right? It's like... It's like it's a reality show and you're drowning and uh, my heart will go on Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and we were saying before we all started, I said, part of me kind of feels like I'm playing the violin on the Titanic of like, yeah, we're just like talking about drag race and, you know, talking about what the looks were this week and, you know, just kind of keeping the curtain closed, <laughs> not looking outside. Um, yeah. And I guess rock was too heavy of a stone. So they threw her into they the did. ocean. Well, you know, it, she was, uh, yeah. She went balls deep, I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, uh, into yeah. the fire. Um, yeah. yeah, I uh, I feel bad. Uh, the whole her going off stage and then just crying. Uh, yeah. It reminded me of when Valentina got eliminated on season nine and she was like, I don't want to go. Uh, uh, we had the same energy. And she cried into the curtain. Ugh. Yes. One of my right. favorite nuances when she cries in the curtain. It's beautiful. Uh, um, uh, but I definitely, beautiful. I mean, I did not see this coming. I know. Nobody did. Nobody I did. just feel like, you know, it's been one thing after another with season 12. You know, it's just been like one little... <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. I know what you're going. You know, I know and it's just like, damn, you are hitting us while we're down. You know, know. like don't take this... the pie out before it's done. Yeah, yeah. here's this sweet little goose, this sweet little uh. goose that we're coming to. You know, yeah, she's gonna see her light, and it's just like, wah wah, go home. And oh, I, know. I guess oh, I just no. felt like, you know, if ever there was a week where we needed a, where we needed a real, like, you know. um, Pick me up. This, I mean, I know we got like a lot more weeks to come, but uh, of, of, you know, weird times in the world. But I just thought it would have been nice if Drag Race wasn't so fucking depressing this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, 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 in Drag Race's defense, first of all, they tried, you know, they sure. tried. Oh, uh, I mean, I mean as I'm Detox just, would say, right? Yeah. As Detox would say, oh, gotta love her. She tried. Um, oh, does Detox I, say that? <laughs> Detox said that after the roast, right? When uh, 
somebody bombed, right? I think it was Alyssa or somebody. Oh, uh, probably. She's like, oh, you got to love her. She tried. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. And she's, oh, fuck, right? Did she just keep cursing during her whole roast? Um, oh, that was... Uh, yeah, that was detox. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, detox. but yes, I she tried, and I and I mean, obviously, like I'm kidding. Like you know, this is all just divine timing. But uh, but sorry, go on. Um, well, I was gonna say in Drag Race's defense, I mean, I know people are upset about this elimination. This is not new at all. Drag Race loves shocking eliminations. It, it gets buzz going, people talking about it, right? Um, in many ways, it even helps the queen that goes home in a way um, because people are outraged and then more people are talking about it. And we have seen this time and time again, right? Because if you have a satisfying elimination, sure, right? You can gag and hanky wave and do everything that you want to do. But when there's a shocking elimination, everybody is talking about it. Everybody's upset. And uh, I don't know. There's there's no she does so well moment on this episode. So why not have an elimination where it's like, oh, but she was doing so well kind of thing. Um, there's countless amount of articles on the Internet. Top 10 most shocking eliminations of Drag Race. Right. So, you know, in true All Right Mary fashion, I compiled a little bit of a list of uh, rigor Morris eliminations right because obviously there's shocking eliminations especially in all-stars where the format is that every week there's supposed to be a shocking elimination but uh you know on the main season we can start in season one do you know which one i'm thinking of there's one that's just sticks out so big to me in season one. Oh well i mean it's on gina right oh sure yes yes on gina you could also say jade i mean that that's right in terms of like who should have who should have stayed like, you know, in terms of the lip sync and the performance, I feel like Jade is, it's the big shocker. Like I can't believe they kept Rebecca. And that's where you could kind of see like, Ooh, the show is, uh, well, it's pulling some tricks. Yes. Yes. Uh, But, uh, but I think the Angina moment when she gets eliminated against BB, uh, that one is more in line with Rockham Sakura, Rockham Sakura, um, Rockham, uh, rock, hey rock, uh, because Becky Glasscock should have been in the bottom for that challenge. That was the uh, was that the that was the PSA moment. No, that was the one where they did. Um, uh, that's where they did the makeovers. That's where they yes. did the makeovers, and that's the one where Becky Glasscock won for basically duplicating her look on the other girl. Right. Whereas uh, Angina, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, that was. I feel well. I guess that brings up the question, though, is that you don't think that Rock should have been in the bottom? No. No, I don't. I absolutely don't. I don't okay. think she should have been at the bottom. No, and we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, okay. Put that's, a pin in that's that part of this. Okay. Yeah, put a pin in making. Um, okay. Put a, no, 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 I can't speak. Um, so, okay, then let's uh, fast forward to season seven. Um, there were a lot of thoughts, uh, and I remember when we were recapping it, when Pearl and Trixie lip synced, uh, you know, people are saying that Pearl should have gone home or neither of them should have been in the bottom that week. Mm, oh yes I that was the one where it was the green runway and the challenge was the oh that was the challenge where the they music had videos the, the music videos mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah. yeah I I don't remember who else I thought should have been in the bottom but I feel like that one you could kind of tell from the edit like it, it seemed like oh, like they were pushing a storyline with that content Totally. And then the other one from season seven was during Prancing Queens when Trixie went home. Trixie and Ginger lip synced against each other. But really, 
I remember we were kind of thinking Pearl should have been in the bottom, but because she like tried, oh, they right. praised her for it. Right, yeah. right, right. The the bar was was lower, and so the fact that it rose at all was a sign of improvement. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the big one that really comes to mind was season ten when uh, Snatch Game happened and Monique was in the bottom with the Vixen instead of Asia for playing Beyonce. Oh, yes. I feel like Monique, I mean, she certainly did not do well in Snatch Game, but I feel like she just, she fucked up. She got in her head, she fucked up, and it was kind of like clear from her trajectory in the show that like, she's funny, she's good. This was a bad day for her, but like Asia... Like she was like, th- there are there are fines for those for those actions. Like she should have oh. a ticket on her windshield for what she did. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce ticket. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bad I, form. Bad form. Yeah, bad um, formation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so that one was a big one, and obviously, I think the rigor Morris was around uh, the vixen. Uh, because they wanted to keep the Vixen on the show because she was great reality TV. And, you know, she also stumbled in in her Snatch Game. And if Asia went against the Vixen, they would have had to keep, you know, keep Asia and send home the Vixen. Um, yeah. And yeah. there were many people that were like, Monique and the Vixen should have both stayed for that challenge, you know, or for that lip sync. So th- that was highly controversial. Then let's move to season Eleven. Eleven had so many of these moments, these shocking eliminations, right? Obviously, Nina West versus Silky. Uh, me, uh, you know, Nina and Sugar uh-huh. were the trans flag and the pride flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and Silky and Soju were that, like, disco blue thing. Oh. Yeah. So, th- I mean, there were people that were saying that Evie should have been in the bottom with uh, Scarlet for that denim uh, fringe look. Uh, and, you know, because Nina looked phenomenal. Um, but they sent Nina West home. Uh, maybe they should have sent Silky home. That was a shocking elimination. Also a shocking winner, because I remember people wanted Vanjie to win with Ariel Versace, but Brooklyn and Plastique won. Oh, that's right. I remember that. I think I felt the same way that I was expecting that to be Vanjie to win. Because um, mm-hmm. she did a great mm-hmm. job. Uh, yeah, I mean... Not for nothing, but uh, do you have other ones from season eleven? Not to I mean, you. I mean, Silky Nutmeg Ganache all season. People were like, "What is going on?" Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think that like it. It certainly makes sense that I think that season one. It's funny because I feel like season one and later seasons of Drag Race kind of have this in common, where like there is a slightly more purposeful gooping going on. Like season one, you can tell that they wanted to kind of like. Rue was like, we want to have a reality TV show where there's shocking moments. There's a shocking mm-hmm. elimination. There's drama. Like, th- I mean, not that they orchestrated all of it, but that was the idea. Is like, let's let's if we're gonna t- you know do kind of almost like a a takeoff of Project Runway or America's Next Top Model. Let's also take off some of their dramatic moments. Right. And you can kind of see some of that in season one, and then it kind of just turns into its own beast after that. But then later on, especially once it moves to like VH1 and it's on a bigger platform and they got to like turn up the juice and see what shakes loose, then (laughs) they've got to like turn on the goops again. You know, they got to keep it interesting and keep it fresh. And how do you do that other than have like shocking eliminations, you know, and obviously there were ones in the past, like people might say like, oh, the the double elimination of Honey Mahogany and Vivian Panay. Mm, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it was so much shocking. It's just like unprecedented. Right. Um, but I mean, it, it 
it doesn't surprise me that this had happened a number of times in season 11 and it's already happening in season 12. Oh, yeah. I We have to just mentally prepare ourselves. We loved Rockham. I thought Rockham did so well in those first two looks. The third look, the fact... Okay. I get why the third look was a mess. Don't... I mean, I, I have eyes, right? And I have an opinion. I get why it was a mess. Now, I also loved it for how unbelievably crazy it was. I mean... I appreciate I I appreciate it. it indeed was crazy but I kind of feel like what they were telling Aiden was true for Rock and was Rockham as well that uh, there has to be a consciousness behind it. There has to be something like I'm all of this is on purpose. And like, whether it's simple or it's complex, like I know exactly what I'm doing. I think a mm. great example of this is Jada Essence Hall. Like she knew exactly what she was doing with that look and it worked and mm. it could have very easily not worked if she didn't have control over all those white balls, you know, and God bless her. <laughs> um, if only I could aspire to the same, but I, um, I think that, like, it, with Rock, it was like, oh, this is just a mess. It was just a mess. and but, I, but, but on the plus side of Rock, and I think both Ross Matthews said this and Bob said this on The Pit Stop, another great episode of The Pit Stop, by the way. Um, and I think even Acid Betty was saying this on The Pit Stop, that, like, Rock gave out like the best show, like with the hair, with the tether ball. That was the sh- that oh, was the best performance uh, of the night, and it's yeah. a shame. And it's an interesting thing that this like came up with multiple queens of like, yeah, but it's a fashion show. Yeah, but Nikki should have won then because her fashion was uh, impeccable. I loved Nikki's runways, and they were like, oh, you're not showing enough personality. So it's this double standard That's with these queens. It's just yeah. not consistent. So and and you know, obviously the judges didn't know that Aiden didn't mean to have it look like a referee. <laughs> oh, I mean that I can't even like thank you, Jan. <laughs> Jan Sport. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, Jan uh, Sport and the truth. You know, yeah, what I mean? right. Um, yeah, um, Jan Sports yeah. Authority. Yeah. <laughs> Great one, Mary. Um yeah. yeah, the I I just feel like Rock at the same time was also in a I'm going home in this look dress. Oh yeah, she was there's That's a going home look. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, uh that was It was definitely... very it was very jiggly caliente meets <gasps> yes. uh Banji. You know, mm. you know, to me, and I feel like this is no more personified than in the lip sync for itself. She was that dress. Rock mm. was that dress where it was just falling apart. And it was it was it didn't even know who or what it was or like it forgot who it, or what it was because you forgot you Sorry. forgot Rockham. <laughs> but it's like it 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 also seemed like. Yeah, it seemed, you know what it reminds me of is like season three, there's the mini challenge with the wigs, with the rocker chick wigs, where Juju B just like goes off the rails with it. And then RuPaul is like, let me ask you a question. When did you lose control of this wig? And and Juju B says, the moment I got the wig. (laughs) And that's what I think of when I think of this dress is like, when did you lose control of this dress? Because not for nothing, when Rock started and she was... (laughs) It's a great, yeah, it's a great moment. It's a great moment. When did you lose control of this wig? 
god. Yeah. Because, like, when Rock started to, and she was building the bodice and, like, we were learning this drag thing and this cosplay thing of building the, the body out of tape, I thought, okay, okay, she knows what she's doing. She's got this. Yeah. And it seemed like at some point after that, uh, it just, I don't know what happened. Mm. Dancing too fast. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like compare that to like Widow Von Du, who's doing something somewhat similar in terms of like structure. This like it, it's obviously very different, but like there was a similar usage of the balls and a similar thing of like building a, a like a structured piece. And mm-hmm. it was a wackadoo look, but all of it was in place, you know. Right. And like right. she knew what she was doing, and it. And when she described it as like the Wakanda Christmas tree meets you know Cindy Gluhu, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you didn't need Jan Sport to tell you that. Like, you just I know, knew I that know. already. Totally. Um, uh, <laughs> just the shoes, you know? Oh, those shoes. Those Yellow. Shoes. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoes. Uh, I, I love that she got them signed by Les mm. Dog. I just love that. That uh, was that very was, funny. Uh, yeah. It's a great little moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this was a shocking elimination. I was sad that she was on the bottom. We can talk more about you know, who should have been on the bottom later. Uh, but in terms of the link, lip sync itself, we'll have more details on that later. But uh, for me, I know Rockham was doing a lot and Britta was really just selling the song with her face. I mean, I, I have... I have feelings about queens who like stand in front of other queens during a lip sync. Oh, I I listen. I get it. I get that you got to do what you got to do. It's for your life. I understand that. I you're just, drowning. There's only one life jacket. I you know? uh, listen. Sure, and I understand that. I there's just there's something about it. On and I think what it is is that like. Uh, this this insufferable edit that she's getting of any time she's ever talked about performing in New York and this is what I do and being and being confident and all of that like the fact that that's all we're getting of her regardless of what else she was actually doing in the workroom is then followed by this just like it's like of course that's what you'd do of course you'd spend half the time just trying to stand in front of the other girl like You know, it's filtering just like, her out. If you yeah, will. exactly. I was like, that's just what you do, isn't it? Um, yeah. Just filtering the filtering the rocks out. Yeah. And yeah. I, I guess I just thought, like, if you're so fucking good, then your whole performance shouldn't have to be about standing in front of the other girl. You should be able to draw attention all by yourself. So, um, yeah, yeah, I hear that. The edit is really insufferable for it is i mean really? like like yeah. i you know at all i don't i'm not as familiar with her outside of this as you are but i'm willing to recognize a bad edit and like mm-hmm. I, mm. I don't know like i'm i am not more like brita falters you know what i mean like i am just <laughs> not feeling it this season uh i hear you on that i hear you uh it's it's disappointing and it is what it is you know it's what she presented and they just magnified it yeah so. and it's early on this could be the start of a storyline i don't know you know yeah yeah who knows um, so this could be judging it a little too early you know let's let's jump into the episode uh, and talk some uh, you know about these looks and some of the stories that are emerging here but before we do let's tell our marys what they are listening to oh whoa oh well they're of course listening to another episode of all right mary all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is our <laughs> podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this beady, beady little TV show. 
<laughs> I'm Johnny, and I feel like I'm Ellen DeGeneres. And I'm Colin, and I recently read this Twitter thread about Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, I know. And my worldview has been shifted. It's uh, insane. Completely. It's insane. Completely. I <laughs> and I believe it. I think these are reputable sources. I think enough people saying the same thing. Mm. There, there's some truth to that. And and it's so disappointing. It's like one more kick in the teeth. 2020. Yeah. What is up this year? No, I'm not proud to see it. Not proud. I'm to see not it. so proud to see it. No. Uh, well, then I'll change my answer. I'm Johnny, and I'm Peggy Bundy. Oh, I like that. And I'm Cheryl Swoops. <laughs> Hello, Cheryl. Hello. Uh, so, so Mary, question. You know, you, you watched this in quarantine, as yeah. all of us did. What did you, overall, the episode, where are you with this ball challenge? Uh, you know, I I think it was fine. I think it's a lot of looks. And so, you know... it. It's from from the kind of like you're you're never gonna get too bored. There's a lot to look at, you know. Um, I don't. I think that, and I felt this the strongest at the beginning of the episode. It there were a lot of beats where it's like, oh, we have done all these storylines before, and mm. we have done all these sound bites before, and ooh, it's getting real. Someone's going home today. Ooh, child. Oh, someone's riding on someone's back into the workroom. Like I was feeling a lot of that familiarity, and. I guess in some ways, not that I was happy to see Rock'em Soccer go home, but it was like at least it's a somewhat new note or like a somewhat fresher note, even though it did happen like a few times last season. Um, overall, it was fine, but I don't know if there was any moment where I was like gooped. I would say Leslie Jones was the highlight. Oh, this episode was why Leslie Jones is a beautiful person in the world, right? I think for me, the... The thesis of this episode is when Jackie Cox says, how can we top ourselves? So, you know, for the gays in quarantine, that means something. But then for the queens on Drag Race, it is the challenge. It's like, how do we up this season as a cast yeah. to make to keep it fresh? It is a really important question these days. Uh, <laughs> and what I can tell you is that Amazon.com has a beautiful selection of sex toys. Um, <laughs> and a lot of them are eligible for Prime. So Oh, that's good. That's put good. that in. Put it that in with your cereal and your other necessities. Put um, that in your butt and shake it. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try anything twice. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, twice. Um, you know, so the episode kind of starts off with the ending that I thought was going to have it happen, right? There was this conflict between Britta and Aiden brewing. And so I'm just like, oh, Aiden and Britta in the bottom. This mm. would totally make sense. Mm -hmm. And then Britta sends Aiden home or Ada sends Britta home. And it would have kind of made the end of a story. But obviously Aiden's story is not done, which is why I don't think she was put in the bottom because they're really trying to push this storyline of a queen versus all of these experienced queens. Uh, so they're going to keep around just a little bit longer. Uh, and, you know, whether you agree with that or not, I just think that's what's happening. But I, it was such a gag that they didn't go with that story. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, certainly, yeah, there was a lot of setup for that. Um, I am glad that they didn't because I, overall, like I... I do think that Aiden's look was was much too simple, and I do certainly have like my opinions about like you know some of you know what Aiden is bringing to the table. But I am intrigued. 
I am always curious about what she's going to bring. I am mm. always like I'm. I am so glad she's still in this competition. I just I. I'm as much as I was saying, oh, like we're hitting a lot of familiar notes and like, you know, him, similar beats and sound bites. There's something about her that feels very new and feels different on Drag Race. And even if her looks are just like sweaters with bows on it, I, I want to see that because at least it's different. And yeah, I, I, I was texting with a friend of mine. She when she fails and she has been failing, she fails interestingly. And that I like. And I love the B look. I think her as a B, the Edith Piaf B. Edith Piaf? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It is like, uh, it's a meme of 2020. It's a meme of this coronavirus. I just, yeah. I loved it so much. And we're going to. We're going to get that when she's on the show. And so you might, you know, you could say whatever you want about her runways, right? And and have those opinions. I certainly have them. But I, I'm i intrigued by the beauty of that failure or that tenacity. Because I do feel like she is f- trying to figure it out, right? Even though she was called lazy or complacent this episode, uh, she really failed so confidently yeah i don't need another sexy bee you know i'm all good on sexy bees i want to see this i want to see this strange like shell silverstein character of a bee you know like so i just i want i want this thing where i'm like i don't what i can't stop looking at you because it's not the same gag that I'm getting elsewhere as well in terms yeah. of the rest of the room and not the rest yeah. of the room. Obviously there's a lot of unique people this, this season um, though. I mean, you know, as unique as crystal is, I had a hard time telling a difference between her and Jackie Cox this episode. Same, same. Yeah. I, yeah, I, ha- I have notes on that too. Uh, yeah. I, I, the B challenge, it was, I was kind of, I don't know. I think I got up and got, you know, a glass of water or something yeah, during it. Yeah. There were a uh, lot of looks, a lot of looks. The, the edit of the queen that should not be named was shady enough for me. I loved it. It was uh, a record scratch. It was yeah. kind of like when RuPaul interrupts Michelle and, and says, silence, I've made my decision. <laughs> like, basically did the same thing. It was like record scratch anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, the moment in the mini challenge that I think deserves some pause is how silly... Nikki Dahl was acting during the B challenge, and yet RuPaul is out there on the judges panel being like, "We don't really know who you are." Yeah, I, you know, I I just watched this morning. There was like a um, like a French Vogue, you know, little feature um, about Nikki Dahl, and it was Nikki, you know, being she didn't she didn't have to speak English. There was a little bit of like she had a couple of phrases in English, but for the most part, she was just being herself speaking French, not having to kind of translate in her mind before like, you know, expressing herself. And it was kind of a get ready with me thing. And you see her doing her makeup and getting a look on. And it was a great video. And the, my biggest conclusion from that was like, oh, it, it was like, she's just, it's just a different type of personality. I mean, to, to like overly simplify it, it's like, she's just French. It's a different, like Americans can be such golden retrievers. And we are just mm. like, when people aren't like that, it can be like, oh, you're just so standoffish. But <laughs> I just don't, I don't, I think she's just a different energy. And I I mean, it's very clear to me. Like, I I don't see this being a storyline she overcomes. I think there are too many other bigger personalities that are going to transcend this. Um, But I, I don't think she's just a beauty queen. And I feel like, 
I mean, this, I don't know. I'd be curious how she would read on like Drag Race UK. You know, I don't know. Like just a, a slight mm. shift. I don't know. I have no a idea. A slight shift. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The editors, I feel like, are on Nikki's side because we saw her acting a fool in the workroom with the wigs, with Jan, and, That's you true. know, the, the Ellen true. DeGeneres moment. And they keep showing her making faces. And I'm kind of like, okay, good. At least it's not. You know, she's just edited as this aloof queen, like on that first episode when it was just mm-hmm. language barrier after language barrier. And I'm just like, this is old, please. You know what that please. makes me think of is like, <clears throat> it makes me think of Courtney Act and the way that she was kind of edited to be a bitch, but she was like, it was just her like kind of delivery. It was just her sense mm-hmm. of humor. They did this with right. Darian Lake, you know? It's yep. like, they just, yep. they're like, no, we need you to be this. Thank you. Right, right. <laughs> but I agree. I think the editors are being a lot kinder. Um, to Nikki Dahl than the judges are. Yeah. It, you know, obviously Mary's out there. No, it's frustrating to watch. And, and yet you have to just look past it, look past the editing and celebrate the queen. And she, it's all on purpose, right? Like, oh, this is exactly totally. what they're trying to do is yes. like have us being like, how come they can't see how cool she is? And it's like, that's what they want. They need you to be stirred up. So you'll tweet about it. <laughs> like, right. I get it. I understand. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, the workroom was, uh, I don't know, nothing much was going on. They they didn't have anything entertaining during the workroom, essentially. No, they uh, ran I, for I, supplies I, twice, which I didn't like. <laughs> but Mary's may know I do not like when the queens have to run for supplies. I just every time I am like, I'll wait. I'll just whatever leave, <laughs> leave me a pool noodle and I'll just figure the rest out. I'll use the fabric wall from Fabric Planet. <laughs> well, that's essentially what some of these queens did, uh, particularly the winner, who I don't want to throw too much shade on. But like, let me just mm. talk about that look. I mean, she crafted this gorgeous, gorgeous white uh, dress, right, with the zipper and it fit beautifully and, you know, in Project Runway fashion, it's like, okay, but the challenge was balls. And I see 80% fabric here. And mm. right now, if I was Michael Kors I, or, you know, Nina Garcia, I would say, uh, you know, it's a beautiful dress and it looks like you just stuck on the balls. Mm. It, yeah, it's kind of like an unconventional materials challenge when somebody uses something that's just too much fabric. And it's like, well, the idea is that we need to kind of see that it was like largely constructed using these unconventional materials but like this is largely constructed with just you know fabric and right yeah i get that because i mean i like the look it looked great like as a look obviously it's a beautiful look and the colors are great she's stunning she is stunning and like such a track i mean she's on such a great trajectory like she basically won or was the top two of the first challenge or the first episode and then she won the mini challenge here for whatever that's worth and then the main (laughs) challenge um like she's she's off to a great start but i hear what you're saying whereas like if you compare this to jada essence hall who should have won um that look fulfilled the brief so to speak uh perfectly because it was fully constructed or, or it appeared fully constructed with balls totally and there's another person that i would also put in the top here that wasn't in the top uh so put a pin in it mickey um uh otherwise you know the uh, there was there was the rock a moment about 
uh, talking about kimchi and Trixie's makeup and mm. how she's like, this is a style. This is just a style. It's n- Trixie and kimchi don't own it in a way. Right. Um, right. And I kind of, you know, I like that they added that story in there, um, not just for Rockham, but just for that representation of drag uh, where it's like, you know, Asian queens are like, oh, you don't have to try very hard. And it's like, fuck you, bitch. I'll show you. And everybody oh, yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I, I thought that was like, I, I, you know, I have to say if we if we were to call this and I think it's fair to say this was social justice corner this week. This was a really well done social justice corner. I feel like they integrated this in and this point, this plot line in or its point of view in really well. And mm. it wasn't as heavy handed as other weeks, I, like to the point where I I. I didn't clock it in a way. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this, this feels like natural conversation. Like, I know that it's a bit prompted, but, like, it doesn't feel like, okay, guys, this is Social Justice Corner, um, mm. you know, or, like, Charlie Hyde's, hey, tears equal fans, could you cry yep. more? Like, right. it didn't feel like that. So I – and honestly, I think it's actually like a – there are times when they do this where it's like, oh, that's a that's a fresh topic more people aren't talking about. You know, like, that's something a lot of people won't admit is that they they look at Asian queens and think, oh, this is probably really easy for you. Uh, Yeah, or or that they've looked at Rockham's makeup and they're like, oh, that's like this. And it's like, girl, yeah. of course, all makeup is a reference to something, right? Plus, uh, not pl- plastic tr is a, a different example. Let's say Gigi Good. Gigi Good is referencing a type of makeup, right? It's a feminine makeup. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same type of thing. Oh yeah, because you could look at Gigi Good and be like, she's she's giving me '90s supermodel, you know? And mm-hmm. you can just kind of keep yeah. going back to that. Oh, there she is, Linda Evangelista again, you know? Right, lethal. Um, yeah, yeah. But I I uh, I think. I mean, I think that just goes to, like it just speaks to people's reference points, you know, like all sure. of that just goes back to like people's limited reference points. Right. Right. Well, uh, all I have to say is Newark, LaGuardia, Leslie Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I, ha- I have to agree with you there. She was I mean, they I, I think she may have even surpassed Nicki Minaj now as the mm-hmm. best, best guest they've had. Um, yeah. She landed. Oh, she, oh my God. She was she was so engaged. Her enthusiasm was so, like, again, as much as there were some familiar beats in season 12, her enthusiasm, I think, kind of woke me up. I was like, yeah, okay, all right. I can get on board with this. I, I like that it's kind of subverting the – it's kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit, like, because she's mm-hmm. obviously, like, laughing and, and hooting throughout, like, these lines and these bits that we've seen a thousand times of RuPaul kind of doing her entrance bit. Um, right. And I I appreciate that. I appreciate kind of like the 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 meta of that. Um, that kept it a little bit fresh. Yeah. I love that she was lip syncing to RuPaul saying and may the best woman win. I was yeah. Like, just, she's a fan. I love that. She's just a fan. Right. Yeah. Mary? And she, well, she's just a fan. That's all. Don't worry, guys. She's just a fan. She's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's such a deep cut that like you and me and the person who left that comment who probably doesn't listen anymore only knows. We're just fans. That's uh, all. Yeah. Um, I appreciate I appreciated the the clueless reference with Michelle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like uh, that know. too. Well, you know, uh, it, it was playful. You think about like there was, you know, I think the fact that drag race can be kind of so layered with references and if we don't make these references we lose these references it was nice to see like a clue clueless reference a heather's reference on the on the runway like uh, a she's the man reference like i Mm. just i'm grateful for these reference queens because as you know as you know if we don't make these references 
we lose these references. Absolutely. Mary, before we talk about the 36 looks on the runway, what do you say we take a little break? I, I can do that, yeah. Hey, Mary, we actually have a lot more to say about this week's episode of Drag Race. So, Colin, where can we, where can they find this discussion? Well, that, of course, would be Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, available exclusively on Patreon at patreon.com backslash All Right Mary. All right. Well, what do we say uh, we show them a little clip of it? All right, Mary. What do you say to a queen like that? Right? Uh, you would say that. Yeah. You would be that pointed. And it's like, girl, wake up, you know? Sure. Bitch Puddin um, recently started a Twitch channel because she plays video games. Uh, Twitch Puddin. Was in. <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I don't know why. I'm sure maybe other people have said that, but. <laughs> That's brilliant. Twitch Puddin. This brought me so much joy and so much life because I was able to just escape for a little while and fucking live. Oh, I mean, I, yes. Mary. Mary. Oh, she, the running, the running. I know. I blew through both seasons of Shrill. <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. I love Shrill. Um, Is he the one that's kind of hot? Well, there's many kind of hot but there's ones. The, but there's I, one I, we've talked yes. about. Yeah. It's okay. Him. I think he's kind of hot. That is a great alternative. <laughs> Maybe for our $10 Matreons, I'll go into more detail. Need if he knocked three times, uh, you would not respond. Uh, I'd call the police. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so if you want to hear all that and more, just go to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, and we will see you in nuance. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Well, Mary, we know that only one queen has DQ'd from this sporting event. Uh, well, what do you say we talk about each queen? Uh, just kind of highlights some thoughts on favorites or things that didn't work. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a. I, I wrote down notes on a lot of them, and some just kind of, um, you know, they just slipped. Uh, there's only so many. There's only so many looks, you know, uh, that I can mm. look at. But. Uh, do you, you want to go like just queen by queen and then talk about how they, how they fared in each, um, each round? That's a sports yeah. term. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Jackie um, Cox. Oh, I love Jackie Cox. It, this episode, she just disappeared for me. Yes. Uh, they, they just didn't focus on her or her looks didn't stick out. The only thing I wrote down was Annette Funicello. Uh, yes, I know. Well, I was so surprised that none of the judges said Annette Funicello, and I was so surprised they didn't have Jackie saying, and up here, and I'm, I'm up here serving nothing but net. Like, she mm. had all these other net references, or like Sandra Bullock in the net, you know? Like, I just, I wanted <laughs> more net Mozart's jokes. ghost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Dennis Miller? <laughs> No, no, he doesn't say that. The computer program says oh, it. Oh, but I just I know he's in. I still haven't seen it. Um, oh, you haven't seen the net? I know. Mary. I I know like three or four things about it. I know enough to do this net bit, but that's about all I got. <laughs> ah! Oh wow, wow! That it's it is. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great it, movie. It's been on the Matreon list, so. Uh, 
cut the net. I love it. Um, so yeah, that's all I wrote down. Otherwise, it was you know just very understated. I I love the Amanda Bynes reference. Uh, you know, it was cute. But again, there were so many other looks here. Uh, and in 36 looks, if you don't have one that is pow, you're just kind of like, all right, well. Yeah, this was, she was totally the definition of safe this week. Uh, it, I just, Jackie, I'm, my gut is that she's going to do really well next week because it's an acting challenge. Mm. My sense is that Jackie, because we're seeing so little of her right now, it's like, okay, her storylines are coming. Sure. Uh, Nikki Doll. Now, Nikki Doll should have been in the top for me. Um, every look was gorgeous and polished because apparently that's what this whole challenge this ball challenge is about is just selling it on the runway and looking stunning right uh, if yeah. you look at the, the winner of this week that's what happened and I you know maybe she didn't maybe her mom didn't make her looks for her but uh, oh. you know <laughs> Take that, Sharon Good. <laughs> oh, God. No, no. Oh, there's no shade. Th that family is good. Yeah. That family is good. Yeah. Um, but As what RuPaul would say, that is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I will say, you know, if we're going to play devil's advocate against Johnny, um, the first look, this rhinestone football padding, um, it really was just a bathing suit and padding um, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, I... I think that with all of hers, I was I was just like, okay, yeah. I mean, she looks great. Okay, uh, there wasn't like a I wasn't like oh good goddamn like I didn't have one of those moments, but I didn't think she looked bad. Um, I think maybe my it expectations was, it was with fashion her, it wasn't drag. So. Yeah, my expectations of her were kind of high because it was like like oh this is gonna be Nikki's challenge, and yeah, she did fine. She did. But it, it wasn't the same wow of, like, Jada Essence Hall. Sure. Or another one that I'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, in terms of the look that she constructed herself, I was very impressed. Uh, the Koosh look. It mm -hmm. looked like an expensive version of Evie Oddly's organics look. Oh, that's what it reminded me of. Yes. Yes. It was like a little bit. I, I was like... Part of me was thinking it was like Roxy Andrews candy ball, sugar ball dress with like the mm. the, the mm. little the sour straws. But mm -hmm. yes, it, what I was really thinking of was uh, Evie Oddly's look. It's the same color palette. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? This is a corset with fringe. Like I get that too, right? It's like yeah. okay, all right, all right. Um, Aiden, now are you ready? I mean, Mary, a load of her own. I. When this came down the runway, I know that Robbie Turner already did this look, and we've even seen Alexis Michelle do this look on Fire Island, or at least I have. Um, but I, I am always happy to see a May Mortabito send off on the oh, runway. Oh, <clears throat> I mean, you know what I loved about it the most? Like, yes, Robbie Turner did it, and it was like, okay, yeah, that's that is the that is the spirit of Halloween. But I think <laughs> that what Aiden did, Aiden, Aiden had this kind of like sepia tone to it that mm. like created like this extra yeah. layer of like, Oh, that's old. Well, that's yes. Yeah, old, you know, uh, yeah. I loved it. I just, I loved it. It stood out. Um, it was so cool. And it was, yeah, it was obviously, it wasn't like super ornate, but like it shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, no, it shouldn't have been. And, you know, I, of course, I'm a huge League of Their Own fanatic. It's top three favorite movies. Sometimes it's my favorite movie. Uh, so I would 
you know, I have to, I have to, but, uh, there's no pockets for her cigarettes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's true. half a dress. Excuse me. That's not a baseball uniform. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Uh, and, and the other, the other thing I wrote down was she should go back to taxi dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I don't know why she gets dressed at all. <laughs> go piss in your hat. Yeah. <laughs> That was some good peeing, yeah. Um, <laughs> Who's Lou? <laughs> uh, so anyway, I was happy to see it. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think we've said what we needed to say about the referee corset. You know, oh, the fact it, that she didn't know what it was. It was like, yeah, oh. it, it and it didn't work. And when she blew that whistle, I was like, no, don't, not now, too late. Don't try to make this work. Just right, yeah. Uh, I I will say that I know I did I liked that a Michelle in terms of her basketball wives look that Michelle made an Edison New Jersey reference I'm very familiar mm. with Edison New Jersey mm-hmm. I feel like um, Aiden was kind of giving me Do you remember from uh, But I'm a cheerleader Do you remember Kathy Moriarty the blonde woman who like Yes So that's kind of what Aiden is giving me She's giving me this Kathy Moriarty from The Living Dead kind of vibe Oh. And I love it. I will say the paper bag. It's like, girl, like, what is this? What is this Hallmark clearance rack thing? But she needed to breathe into something. Mary. She did. So. I, I think it was just in case she needed to breathe into the paper bag. That was the paper bag. Uh, I was getting, um, you know, the fighter. Uh, I was Melissa you know, the Leo. Yes, Melissa Leo. I was getting um, even. Um, Edward Scissorhand neighbor. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I think that like at post haircut and on the front lawn. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. Um. I just. I liked it. I. It was weird and and I. I liked imagining like what basketball player she was like married to. Like I like to imagine <laughs> that she was a Harlem Globetrotters third wife. You know, <laughs> third wife. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I do think Aiden should have been in the bottom, um, just because comparatively to some of these other queens, it's just like girl. Um, but I, you know, that's not to say that I didn't appreciate uh, what came down the runway, especially a load of her own. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That that it, was great. It, yeah, uh, maybe we can save Rockham um, and just kind of gag over Jada for a second. Oh, Jada! Jada for me was just like the clear winner. Jada for me is emerging week after week as just a star. Um, I I loved all of her looks. I I got it. Um, I and I think her the way that she also the fact that like the, her final look was supposed to be a gown and then she's like, oh shit, I gotta like you know, change this plan. And what she came up with was just so cool and mm. so beautiful. And I just, I'm so impressed with her. Uh, I, I'm very excited by Jada. Yeah. The fact that she made all of these looks, I think also just kind of sets her up even higher, similar to Gigi good. Like mm-hmm. these are, these are designers. These are people with an aesthetic that they're carrying out themselves. I just think that it, it shows on the runway with somebody like Gigi or Jada and that WNBA realness, that Lisa Leslie that came down the runway. I, mm-hmm. If that was the only look, I would have been fine. Oh, I love that. I, it was so, Oh, it was just like so butch and like, <laughs> it was, I loved it. I just, I loved it. It was like, yes, this Cheryl swoops. 
Space Jam. Space, Space Jam. Jam. <laughs> um, so speaking of Space Jam, maybe we can talk about Space Jam. Oh, um, yeah. Space Jam. So, so Mary's that might not have figured it out. I do believe that Jan should have been in the top. Absolutely should have been in the top. That last look that she came out in, that blue queen with the big ball skirt, the the balls around her shoulders, the, the bubble gum. I, I thought it was so well thought out. And I know I'm biased because I love Jan Sport, but I wasn't expecting this type of artistry. She made this. She made this. And this was her best look out of all three. I mean, I I kind of liked her basketball wives look, but that's because it was kind of like mean rich mom drag and so mm. like that's just my thing but i <laughs> like i just i i was like i just want to see your minivan i just want to i want to see your souped up minivan like what mm. kind what expensive water do you have in your cup holder you know it's it's an escalade yeah oh yeah and she's there's captain seats back there you know there's captain seats <laughs> or is it a lincoln navigator <laughs> she might she might have a navigator she would <laughs> whatever whatever is going to do more damage to the environment. <laughs> she needs to know she's being heard. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's a comeback reference. Sorry, I had to explain yeah. it to the Marys that don't know why I yeah. made that reference. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, I just, Jan was, it was so impressive. She dribbled down the runway. I don't think that's ever been done before. Um, I, uh, it's unexpected, and I think that's why I appreciated it, right? Because I feel like if Nikki came out there and was silly and goofy, they would give her more points for being unexpected. For me, Jan is a singer. She's a performer, and yet she's pulling fashion. And I think she deserves more points, just like Jay deserves points for sewing. I think Jan deserves points for just unexpectedly showing us this side of her. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like that's that continues to come through with Jan where it's like, there, it's always kind of a surprise, and the looks like I mean, throughout the season so far have been really elevated, or at least like they've been thought through. There's a concept. I feel like this thing that RuPaul had said of like there's a consciousness behind the look. I feel like mm. like Jan is. I still, I definitely think we talked about this last week that I, I do feel like the looks wear Jan more than Jan wears the looks because they don't, none of them, you know, her intention is not to represent herself through the look, but just to be like, Hey, I'm, oh, I see. I'm this artist and I'm doing it in this look. Um, mm. But uh, I, I'm, but all that to be said, like if this is a fashion show and the whole idea is to bring an interesting look down the runway, she's certainly doing that. Uh, mm. And so I'm, you know, I'm on board for the Jan show. Uh, I did just on the, on a, side note about jan i finally watched that god warrior clip that she had on her youtube channel and it's just like a great fucking show like it's just a great five minutes of performance and she just puts on a great show and i was like jan you're gonna be fine like yeah jan, jan jan's jukebox is phenomenal this week the snm she washes her hands in the, oh. the beginning of the video mm -hmm. it's so clever she sings so well i it, it's produced so well she's got a great team and uh, yeah jan is gonna be just fine absolutely just jan just jan and and Simply you know i love jan and i'm i mean i have no idea if she'll ever be able to go back to being jan sport but mm. there is something kind of bizarre about like jan blowing up and like oh her name's just jan there's just there's something so bizarre about that that right. um i like but uh I don't know. There's just something weird still about it, not her not being Jan Sport. Agreed. 
Agreed. Uh, you know, much like Heidi in Closet. It's like, how are we going to go back now? Well, yeah. <laughs> RuPaul has declared, wait, I'm not, I'm not saying end Closet anymore, mostly because he can't. Uh, yeah, um, right. He can't. Because he can't. Or, sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I, uh, th- all that aside, you know, RuPaul changing people's names on, on his show. It is his show. Uh, I, you know, Heidi was also another type of Jackie Cox this week. It was just, totally. uh, I love the white dress I, that I loved. Otherwise, you know, the green and purple, I was getting kind of Valerie Cherish in the comeback. Uh, mm. With some well placed purple balls. Yeah, the, the that one. I feel like that when there was something else I was thinking of. It's like that that color palette was reminding me of something else, but I can't think of what. Barney, um, Barney, probably Barney, a little mariachi. But you know, like I loved the bald head. I loved the kind of mm. th- that you know that thing, that little structure she built around her head. I love that she said in Untucked that she was trying to serve a little bit of RuPaul, RuPaul mm. Charles, Charles, RuPaul Charles. And I just, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, the thing with Heidi, though, is she she was very, she had very little screen time this episode, but, like, right. was always a delight. Still, is always a delight. I When yeah. she talked about Gigi's look, and she was like, yeah, it was um, balls to the... um. Mm. Uh, wall. It, it was. Um, I would compare Heidi talking about Gigi's look to Anne Hathaway phone call in Brokeback Mountain when she's telling Heath Ledger about how um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character died, and she does that like mm, moment. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, yes, I do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really a, dark moment. It's a really dark <laughs> moment, but it's a very similar choice, and it's on YouTube. You guys can compare it. Heidi and Heidi in closet is doing Anne Hathaway in Brokeback Mountain realness. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, what did you think about Widow Von Du? Another one that I thought did great, and for some reason was just overshadowed. Yeah, you know, Widow again. Widow is someone who I. Uh, I'm really enjoying, you know, and Bob said this on the pit stop that like he wants, he's a widow fan, wants to see more of widow. I agree. I feel like this is this really interesting drag queen who gives great talking heads. Who's a great energy in the room, who does cool stuff on the runway and we're just not getting much of it. Uh, I, I liked her. I mean, I don't know if I liked her, that barbecue blouse she was wearing for as a basketball wife. I was like, that's just (laughs) don't eat ribs wearing that. (laughs) Don't don't eat ribs, but uh, I it I mean jumping ahead a little. It does seem like next week we're gonna finally get a widow storyline. Good, but it it what we saw was her like crying doing her makeup. So like mm. potential BSA of the week, but also like a widow. So yeah, yeah, you know her husband just died. So oh, that's true. That's true, <laughs> Mister Von Do. <laughs> Mister Von did. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Von dead. <laughs> <laughs> a long black car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gigi good. So Gigi She done good. already had hearses. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Four runways and a funeral. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Are okay. you being cremated? Because you're on fire, baby. <laughs> You better not be coughing during these quarantine times. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. God. I have been home for weeks and I it's just I this this quarantine is getting to me, girl. Um but anyway, 
Anyway. 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 That's my Ellen. Don't look me in the eye. Ellen. That's my Ellen. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I fire people when their nails are chipped. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. From a restaurant where I don't work. <laughs> Um, uh, so let's talk about Gigi Good. Uh, and again, it was Gigi Good. It was good. Um, yeah. The thing about the Heather's look, okay, I get, I love a reference. Lap it up, baby, right? I pray, mm-hmm. I pray, I pray. Um, I just, it feels like it's been done. It, I, I guess I've seen Jan Sport and Stephanie's Child do Heather's mm-hmm. and their Heather's looks so often since that musical came out. Um, I... I was kind of like, oh, great. And she looks perfect, right? She mm-hmm. looks perfect. And I, I I guess that's all I have to say about it. It was it was great. It was perfect. And I want to see a little bit more of the drag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, yeah, like, it's kind of like, what can you add to this? How can you elevate this? It, she looked great. Yeah, it's a great look. And I agree with Ross Matthews. Like, I love a woman in a blazer, probably, because she looks... A little more manually. Uh, I I agree with that. I there, you know, I love a handsome woman, but mm. uh, it, it wasn't. There wasn't like a whoa, oh shit. Like there there wasn't that elevation. I hear that. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's probably like yeah. You could probably say that that was true of all of her looks. It was like yeah, she looked great. These are all great looks. Um, but I didn't. You know, I I didn't kind of. You know that feeling when you kind of like. Um, when you're in a car and you go over a speed bump too fast and your stomach kind of floats up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. didn't get any of those moments. Yeah. I mean, uh, to uh, Gigi, right? Good game. Gigi. Uh, she won. And, and, I, and I understand it, right? The construction was great. She brought great looks. It was fashion. The thing that I look for, and again, this is subjective, Mary, is because I know there's lots of Gigi Good fans. I'm a fan of Gigi Good. Uh, because I love how silly she is and how talented she is. But when I come to a drag show, I also want it to still be drag. I still want it to be magnified. Well, and I think that, like, I think about Gigi last week and how in the improv challenge, I I think I was impressed, like, when she kind of was this, yeah, this sort of Clint Eastwood old lady when she, you know, kind of came to life at the end. So funny. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is different. Like, this was taking the joke and then elevating it. And, like, it worked and it could have very easily not worked. And so I feel like I'm keen to see what she does next week in the Gay's Anatomy Challenge because I – my sense is that it's there. I think Gigi is floating to the top four here. Like, I think that she's got – I think if she can prove that she's she can do acting challenges and she can like you know be good on camera you know performing if she can be like Adita Ritz in season four, um, mm. then like she's kind of demonstrating early on that she's got all the skills. Yeah, and with Gigi, I'm just getting a really awesome Aquarius storyline again. And I remember during that season, I was like, okay, great, Aquarius doing great. Right. Oh, she's oh, she's doing fabulously. And then I look at the rest of the competition. Right. Because it's like she's on her own star level. It's like nobody Mm -hmm. is even really comparing to what she's doing on the runway. So you almost kind of she's almost forgettable in that sense. It's the double edged sword of doing really well is that eventually, you know, you're not people are kind of watching what's going on more in the neck and neck race than like right. front row. Oh, there's the front row. Oh, yeah, she's doing great again. It's a little bit like season six with Bianca. After a while, I was like, well, I know she's going to do fine. I'm more paying attention to what's going to happen between everybody else. 
Yeah, and Bianca that season especially, Bianca was very involved in the reality show, right? So yeah. that also mm-hmm. helped her. Yes. But with Gigi, you know, uh, maybe maybe again she'll have another storyline that comes out. I again, I don't mean to like poop all over Gigi. Um <laughs> I said it, Mary. You pooped um, on Gigi. <laughs> you pooped uh, on her good. I don't mean to uh, pee pee on Gigi. I was gonna say, yeah, um, poo poo, Miss Juju. Uh, uh, but uh, but uh, and because that's not my intention at all. I think she is going to the top. It's fabulous, and I, I'm not excited by it because it's just so good and expected, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like okay, it's like Aquaria. Yeah, it's like Aquaria. Yeah, uh, I hear that. I think, um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like next week will be interesting. It's like, um, yeah, you kind of want to see somebody falter so you can kind of see the cracks and see who they really are. And, you know, mm. uh, Jinx Monsoon was great for that. You know, like she she had struggles that she had to overcome while she was still killing the competition. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and you know, a queen for the people, right? I just mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't have much else to say. I think we talked a little bit about the lip sync I, um, I we haven't really talked about Crystal, and I want to just mention oh. her because I feel like we didn't get much of her this episode. But there was there was a certain moment I think was when early on when she was talking to Nikki about her makeup, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I kind of thought I was doing like a simpler or a you know lighter look." And there's there's a charm to Crystal that I think is going to emerge. I really like her. I like Same. her personality. I like her energy in the room. I liked her confidence this week. I. I don't think she needs to change her makeup. I I think that she, like there she she did what Michelle asked for. Now go back to doing the other thing because it's more interesting. Right. Um, right. But I yeah I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping that the the little we're getting of her right now is only indicative of what more we're gonna get later because I really I think it is. I I just. I just like Crystal. I like Bart. I just like Crystal. <laughs> uh, uh, I like Lori. Sorry, that's a three men and a little lady reference. Um, <laughs> so uh, Crystal Method. Yeah. Uh, credit to Sister Mary Evan Ross Katz uh, relating her to Mrs. Kasha Davis. I call this uh, bowling look. Mrs. Kasha Davis's niece, Kitchy Davis. Kitchy Davis? Yeah, kitschy, because it was kitschy. Kitschy, yeah, I like that. Kitschy Davis. Um, Kitschy Davis. Yeah, I love the drag name of Davis (laughs) because it's so, like, I I had a, my fourth grade teacher was named Mrs. Davis. And so to me, Davis is such a, like, it's such a a suburban name, you know? Like, Mm. it's just, yeah, Davis. You know, there was a Davis in my town, but uh, a family, but they were the Davies. Can you believe it? The Davies. Wow. Davies. Davies. Yeah. Ricky Dave. Davies. Ricky yeah. Davy. I kind of like it's fun. Ricky Davy. No, no, yeah. no, no. With the S. With the S. Ricky Davies. Ricky Davies. Oh. Yes. But oh. it was it was spelled like Davis. So when, when they were first born, were they called the Davies babies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the Davies babies. <laughs> Yes, Mary. That's what they were called. Okay. Absolutely. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. I so the lip sync. I think we talked about uh, enough. It, the the moment that caught everybody by surprise. I think was 
the sobbing at the end. Uh, it you know it breaks your heart a little bit. Yeah, I mean you know I think when they showed Leslie kind of mouthing to Rock like you do this shit, you know, and like mm. pa- talking her up, like it was a it was a great moment, but they they were kind of setting it up that like I I actually thought that like that Rockham was going to turn it out and Britta was going to get sent home for her brazen confidence and her, you know, pineapple look. And I, uh, I felt like this was gonna be like a humbling moment for Britta, you know, and, mm. uh, this was going to be like, you know, rock kind of like rising up, but it was, I mean, the lip sync was, it wasn't good. I don't think no. either of them. I don't think either of them did anything particularly remarkable, and so that's been a little disappointing. I mean, I guess like, what was the first lip sync? I feel like we got. Oh, well, I mean, Jada, oh, the first Jada, lip sync with Jada and Gigi, yeah, and or Jada, not Jada, Widow. It was Widow, man. It was Widow. Oh, right. it was Widow and Gigi, and then the second one was Jada dancing on her own, and Jada was mm. great, but um, <laughs> Jada was great. But that's the only good lip sync performance we've seen so far. And, yeah. you know, just as a point of comparison in season 10, at this point, we got Monet's pound the alarm. I know. I know. If yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I need I need something like that to be like, okay. Because, like, the lip syncs are a big part of, like, how memorable a season is or what you come back for. is like, you know, there's a lot of shit I don't need to watch, you know, more than once or twice. But a good lip sync, uh, this will be... I will uh, sit down and watch again anytime. Yeah, shut up and drive. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, cold-hearted snake. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Vibology, right? Uh, yeah. I'm every woman. I mean, I, we could go on with those. Yes. And they're, they just, it, we haven't, I mean, even Dancing on My Own, it yep. was great. And I had to remember what it was. Right, right. But I feel like the that's the stuff that kind of brings us back and I think is... I don't know. It's 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 not like it's the queen's job to put on a good show. I mean, I guess it kind of is, right? But like, it's such a bummer because like that's the dessert of every episode. Is like no matter what happens, you're gonna get a lip sync at the end. And so when right. when it's clear that the editors have to like just really kind of you know parse out, you know, they're already doing so much editing already. Now they've got to edit to make a lip sync look relatively climactic. You know, it's just a bummer. You know, you don't get that release, you know? Mm, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say in terms of release, the release came for me from watching Untucked. Uh, it was kind of important for me to watch after this episode that kind of was like, okay, great, all these looks. Um, where, I, I, you know, I didn't drop to the floor and say, you are over. I didn't do any of that for this episode. And uh, Untucked, when we got even more Leslie Jones... It, it, yeah, it just it gave me the life that I needed. I loved it. I felt like Leslie Jones, like this. Yeah, she just she. This was the kind of enthusiasm and engagement, like uh, that you want. I don't know that. Like I, I guess I, I felt like in some ways when she was sitting there being like, "Oh my god, you don't get it." I have been watching this, and I'm sitting here, and I'm on Untucked right now. I felt like it was very easy to relate to her energy and connect with it. And it like gave me a reason to get excited about season 12 because I could just like vicariously feel her excitement about Mm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I thought that she was again, probably the biggest highlight of this week. Did you listen to the, what's the tea interview with her? I did. Yes, I did listen to that. Uh, And it was great. It was so great. It was so great. Just her story about, 
um, you know, the pressure to be more feminine as a female comic. Right? Yeah. But yeah. then her coming out and saying, like, if you come out looking as a woman, you know, the women are saying, oh, she's not that pretty. Or the men are saying, oh, yeah, I'd fuck her. Mm-hmm. Right. Like uh, th- just that nuance and that understanding. And then her being like, yeah, I'm just going to wear a fucking mohawk and I'm a T-shirt and jeans type of person. Um, it was it was just important to hear. And then for her to go on Drag Race and talk to these queens about being the best of both worlds and playing and opening our minds and eyes to the drag of gender. Uh, it was, it was a special moment for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that she, she brought, she brought some great, some great, you know, commentary during the runway, some great feedback for the Queens and untucked. Like she just, Delivered. I think it's fair to say. Obviously, she is the BSA of the week. She, yes. in, in all, in all, you know, uh, definitions of, in all the Jada essences of that term, uh, mm. she was so supportive. And it, it's my favorite moment being her talking up rock before the lip sync. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Um, now I must ask you a question. Oh, um, girl! Uh... Can, can you believe it? Can you believe it? I couldn't believe they did it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe, believe it. they did it. Yeah, I couldn't believe they ke- they added or kept that in there. I was like, Moss. Wow. What? what, what? Like it yeah. was, and they could have easily edited it because it added yep. nothing to any. And they were clearly cutting her significantly. I mean, mm. significantly cut her from this episode. I mean, I don't. I did not get a chance to find out who designed her uh, her first two looks, but I. I think whoever designed that that Olympics trunch bowl look, uh, that's a great look. That's a really strong look. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Even and even the money gun basketball wife, like whoever designed that, that was a. Um, there's a lot of detail there. It, it's a very specific character. Um, mm. There was a lot there that that person it's camp. Yeah, it's it was camp. very campy, uh, and and yet put together. Um, so whoever came up with that concept was is is great. Um, but then we just, you know, had this, this swamp thing. Um, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause you know, there were only oh. 11 Queens on the runway. So. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm, I don't know. I don't know what I saw. Um, <laughs> moss. Um, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. That wet moss. Uh, yeah. I, I was, uh, it, it felt like, okay, the editors know what they're doing. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, that being, yeah. I mean, it's funny week after week, and I know it's only been a couple and, and it's, we've talked about this before that it's going to get harder and harder to do these kind of edits because there's going to be less Queens. Um, it's, it's strange. And maybe it's because larger things are happening in the world that just feel bigger than this or like more mm-hmm. pressing impression. But like, I, you just get used to it. You just start getting used to like, oh yeah, like it's become normal. Cause there was a moment during the runway where the edit was not very clean. Like they clearly, right. th- there was just some choppiness and it was like, it was, it was just the new normal. Like I forgot that this is weird, you know, like mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. it's, it's just that strange feeling of like, God, this season 12 is the season of like, man, shit got weird. And then weird got normal. Mm, yeah it's no longer it gets better it's we get better at it right Mm -hmm. um yeah uh, you know i think we can talk a lot more about kind of what's going on and the digital drag show which i really want to talk about um but what do you say we leave that episode there that sounds good to me um mary yeah uh that sounds great 
Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this week's episode, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com or tasteofreality.com forward slash AllRight-Mary. Uh, you can find uh, us via email at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at JohnnyAlso1 or on Instagram at JohnnyAlso. And you can find more of me either on my podcast, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses with Nick Chanoff. And you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can find more of both of us, including Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, every week at patreon.com backslash All Right Mary. All right, Mary. Uh, you know, before we do the Last Chance Lip Sync as many know now, I've moved to Portland, and there's a big Portland staple called Powell's Books. It's huge. It's four floors of books. It's, you know, this independent bookstore that has just been around forever. And with all that's going on in the world right now with uh, quarantine and shelter in place and things, um, Powell's had to close its doors and in the process has had to lay off uh, almost if not 90% of its workers. And, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, I, I know that there are many Marys out there, actually, that listen to our show that work for Powell's, because uh, I've, you know, been chatting with a couple of them. And then my friend Todd, Sister Mary Todd, who's also a, a matreon, um, he told me about something called the International Longshore and Warehouse Union. Um, basically, if you go to their website, and click on the the link, the uh, the partner link icon on their website. Uh, it'll send you to Powell's bookstore website, uh, but through this portal. And whenever you buy anything online from Powell's, uh, the union workers relief fund gets 7.5% of the sales. So uh, I'm going to put the website in the workers' notes. Uh, they do have Ross Matthews' name drop book, just saying. If you haven't bought it yet, you can get a digital copy there or you can buy hardcover or softcover there. Uh, just an idea. Um, but the website is www.ilwulocal5.com. Uh, and again, that stands for International Longshore and Warehouse Union. And, you know, if you have the means to buy a book right now or to buy a book on tape, um, you can do some good to sending some money um, from that sale to the Union Workers Relief Fund uh, because there are people that lost their jobs and it's very scary and nobody knows what's going to happen or when it's going to end. So uh, all that is to say uh, we have a last chance lip sync that is thematic um, Jojo recently came out with a viral video where she rewrote the lyrics to her Get Out song, uh, and it's called Stay In. So I think we can leave you with Jojo singing her last chance lip sync song, Stay In. Yeah. Uh, the, this, this era of corona, co corona content. It's going to be so weird to look back on this. But yeah, uh, here's Jojo uh, telling me what I don't need to hear on a Friday night. <laughs> All right, Marys, we'll see some of your nuance. Otherwise, we'll see the rest of you next week. Stay safe. Soya. I never thought Corona could be such a nasty bitch. But now that she's here, boy, all I want is for you to use common sense. Stay no. right now. No. Do it for humanity. I'm dead ass uh -uh. about that, but we will survive. So you don't learn how no. to cook now. Mm. Practice good hygiene. I know you're bored and want to.
fuck around but not on me uh. Tell me why you're acting so confused When the CDC laid it out for you Come on, I know you're not dumb To go behind my back and hit the bar Shows how immature you really are Keep exposure to a minimum